Which NFL teams are at a crossroad as they approach week 10? And Tyler and I, per usual, give our best games of the week here, Locked on NFL Thursday. Let's roll, baby! You are Locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Notice I didn't mention Thursday Night Football in our cold open <laughs> because that's how great the game is going to be. We will obviously oh, talk about Carolina, Atlanta tonight. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. Tyler Rowland locked on Titans. We together make up Locked on NFL Thursday. Thank you for making Locked on NFL your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms and on YouTube. Today's episode, as always, is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks uh, is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their prize pick projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. So Tyler and I have kind of got a groove going. Our last segment of every podcast is looking forward to the games that we're most excited to watch mm-hmm. on this weekend. And we're going to talk about that in the third segment. Which teams are at a crossroads approaching week 10? Tyler and I, like normal, have very different outlooks on the definition of crossroads. And we're <laughs> going to talk about that. But first, we've got to talk about this. We've got to talk about Thursday night football. Um, Yes. And you know what? There are some fun storylines here. Not necessarily the greatest when it comes to potency around the NFL. The Falcons, the four and five Falcons, take, you know, their way over to Carolina to play the Panthers on Thursday night. Thursday Mm -hmm. night, anything can happen. Thursday night, birthed stars like like your Derrick Henry was birthed against Jacksonville when he had almost 300 yards rushing and what was it, four touchdowns on a Thursday <laughs> night football where it's like, hey, he emerged and he hasn't looked back since. I'm not saying that's going to happen now, but Marcus Mariota, Carolina Panthers, any storylines that you gravitate towards on Thursday night, Tyler Rowland? I think the reality here is the Falcons are a better football team. They're obviously a better coached football team. I think – You know, he's not going to be in the running for coach of the year at any point because of the Falcons' overall record at the end of the season, most likely. But Arthur Smith, what he's done with their cap situation and their roster situation over the last two years to make Atlanta competitive, I think it's fantastic. I think he's one of the better coaches in the NFL for certain on the offensive side of the ball. And you had Dean Pease, the defensive coordinator. It's two really smart minds there. Uh, who I obviously know a, a lot about, but I think you got to give credit to Arthur Smith. That's really what my biggest storyline is, is how he continues to make this Falcons team look pretty decent. But as for the game and the takeaways, the Falcons are four and five. They get a big win here in division. They go to five and five. They have a really good shot to win the NFC South. And I, I think the the storyline or the question becomes at that point, do you think that the Falcons would be able to hold off the Buccaneers to hold on? to the NFC South at that point. I know that uh, your common uh, line of thought is as long as Tom Brady is playing, you're taking him. Do you stick with that? Do you think that if Atlanta obviously wins this game and goes to 5-5, five and five, that they have a good chance to hold on to the NFC South crown uh, over the Buccaneers as the season winds down? I mean, what we've seen so far is Atlanta's floor seems to be more stably higher 
not by a lot, but right, right. they've played better football through the course of the NFL season so far than the Bucs have. The Bucs obviously have superior talent. Obviously have superior talent. They've had injuries, the offensive line, mm-hmm. the run game is null. Is Todd Bowles a good head coach? Does Byron Leftwich know what the hell he's doing? Like, like we don't know how much of this two years ago or three years ago was Tom Brady right. and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in Super Bowl. We don't know what that was. And was it the offensive line of Kansas City that kind of gave them the golden ticket to win? Like, we, we have no idea. What I do know is Marcus Mariota is pleasantly surprising everybody. And yeah. we do know, and you and I have talked about this a lot over the course of time, and you know firsthand, he traditionally has a ceiling, you know? And we didn't really see the ceiling until he left Oregon because it seemed like at, coming out of Oregon, he was going to be a star. He could throw the ball down the field. He was great with his legs. And then he kind of right. didn't really emerge as a good passer, let alone a great passer. And you know what? He's a guy you got to root for. I root for Atlanta. I root for Cordell Patterson. I root for Kyle yeah. Pitts. I root for Drake right. London. Like, they're fun to root for, and Arthur Smith also. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have no idea what the hell is going to happen in the NFC South, but it's going to be fascinating, just not in the way that we necessarily thought it was going to be when the season started. Yeah, I don't think anybody really thought that Atlanta was going to compete with Tampa Bay for the division crown, but that's exactly where they find themselves. And, you know, speaking of Tampa Bay, that's a team that we might talk about in our Crossroads segment looking at teams that are kind of at a turning point in their season based on this Week 10 matchup and more Week 10 breakdown as we continue looking at the most interesting matchup of the week. Before we do move into those, one final thing on this Thursday night football matchup that, yes, does lack pop, as we acknowledge, but I'm expecting Atlanta to win the game. Do you think any any different, you know, your your final prediction? I'll take I'll take Atlanta uh 24 to 13 over Carolina in this game. Um what do you think the Panthers have a chance at two and seven to to make no. it interesting? No, I mean I'm just wondering if I'm gonna see Baker Mayfield again. You know, I mean yeah. PJ what PJ Walker is gonna start. You know, are we going to see, like, you know, the offensive output from the opposing team isn't going to be as potent as what Carolina saw against Cincinnati. But, like, I mean, are we going to see Baker Mayfield? Poor Baker Mayfield. Now he's the (laughs) garbage-time quarterback in Carolina. No, 24-13 sounds about right. Carolina's offense is bad. You know, if if Atlanta could stop Deontay Foreman, I think Tupel Hubbard's going to play. If they can stop the run game, this is going to be kind of ugly on Thursday night. Alex Lancey, Tyler Rowland, locked on NFL Thursday. Coming up next, our crossroads teams. Is Tampa Bay going to be one? I've got one that may not necessarily hit people's list, but for a very different reason, I'll talk about it next. Locked on Cardinals, your team, or locked on Cardinals, locked on NFL, your <laughs> team every day. First, uh, this episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Blue Nile can help make your celebrations even more memorable. Where you're looking to pop the question, have a milestone to celebrate, or want to let your love sparkle, as the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. It's helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Their easy online tools let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then help you handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. And this is the best part. If you don't know what the hell you're doing, Blue Nile has 24-7 experts on hand available via phone or chat any time of day to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. 
All Blue Nile orders are insured and shipped for free and discreet packaging. They also offer overnight shipping if you're in a rush. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use code LOCKEDON to save 50 bucks on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com, code LOCKEDON, to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com, code LOCKEDON. Football fans, it is Locked on NFL Thursday. Thank you so much for joining us. Week 10 lies ahead. We just talked about the Thursday night football matchup. Not the sexiest matchup that we've had, and that's been kind of common on Thursday night football this year, it seems. But uh, either way, some good football to start the week. Better than no football at all. Before we move forward into our crossroads teams, do want to thank you guys for making Locked On NFL your first listen every day, uh, Monday through Friday, available on all platforms all year round, breaking down all the latest in the National Football League. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. As for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. All the biggest stories in sports from local experts going behind the scenes and beyond the scoreboard. Locked On Sports today is available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast, but Alex diving into teams at a crossroads. And I do want to mention that the first team that I'm going to bring up here is a team you just mentioned before. Bless you, mate. You. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the team that we just talked about is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this week they played the six and three surprise Seattle Seahawks. Now the Seahawks are traveling to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay just came off that crazy victory at the end over the Rams. Tampa Bay is four and five. And like I said, I think that Atlanta is going to go to five and five this week with a win over Carolina. If they don't, that would be an obvious big help to the Bucs. But although Seattle is a surprise to pretty much everybody, and I do believe that Seattle is a good football team, they have real talent, and the offensive line for once in Seattle is playing good football. Does anybody really think at the end of the day, does anybody trust the Seattle Seahawks? as much as they trust the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I don't think so. So, Tom Brady at 4-5 and five with a chance to get to 5-5, five and five, keep pace with Atlanta, who they play Atlanta in Week uh, 18, which will be very interesting. I think this is a crossroads moment for the Bucs. Can they get to 5-5, five and five, be a good football team, remind themselves that they can do that, and keep pace with Atlanta? That's what I want to see, because if they don't and they go to – four and six, and Atlanta goes to five and five, and they fall behind there and lose to another good football team, I think there there could be blood in the water for Tampa Bay with the new coaching staff. Well, not new, but, you know, uh, no Bruce Arians there. So that that's a crossroads teams for me is Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's interesting. And I'm going to take the opposing team, and I'm going to tell you why. So I'll take Seattle. And here's the thing. Every game that they win of consequence ups Geno Smith's stock. He's 31, yes. I think. He's made $13.9 million in his career as a quarterback Amazing. in almost 10 years. In 10 years, I think this is his 10th year because he's been a backup. You know, he never really got that big deal. So if they go to Tampa Bay and beat Seattle, I'm looking at John Schneider like the price is only going to go up. So if you want Geno Smith, the, to the retention of Geno Smith, it doesn't have to be a $200 million deal. It could be right. three year for 80 with 50 guaranteed, which could quadruple what he's made so far in his career alone with the guaranteed money. And you know what? If you get off him after a two year out, whatever the point is what Seattle can do 
they can do in any weather. And we're getting to the point, like what Tennessee's done in the playoffs multiple times in the mm-hmm. last handful of years, if your game script and play can travel into whatever weather, into whatever elements, like Seattle's can, that's something that is so important at this point of the season moving forward because it's not going to get warmer. Yeah. So with things like yeah. that, so if Seattle wins, that's a true crossroads. If they don't, it's not as potent. But if they can go to Tampa Bay and win, it's going to get more and more like real. Like, is Gino yeah. the quarterback for the next three years for Seattle? Yeah, I think that I think the implications for Seattle if they win the game, how crazy things could get compared to people will kind of be like, oh yeah, Seattle's good, but they're you know about who we you know think that they could be about 500, six and four, blah, blah, blah. I think the difference between how they're going to be viewed if they win or they lose this game because of the matchup makes it correct that it, that it is a crossroads moment. Maybe not in terms of the season's over if you go the wrong way, like the way right. that I'm viewing at it, which great perspective. This is why, you know, yeah. we're the dynamic duo out here. But yeah. moving forward, my next crossroads team, and it involves your team in the matchup. I'm looking at, the defending Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. They're three and five. They just lost that game to the Bucs where the Bucs make the comeback. Yuck. At this point, yes, yuck for sure. But at this <laughs> point, leading that division is the Seahawks at six and three, but the 49ers are at four and four. You know, you have the Giants and the Cowboys. I think there's going to be, and the Packers struggling, what the soup is in the NFC North. I think there's a chance that the Rams could still get a wild card spot. But if they drop to three and six, that is over. Even in the NFC, the Rams are not coming back and getting a wild card spot from three and six. And especially if they lose to the three and six Cardinals. Mm -hmm. The 49ers are playing the Chargers on Sunday night football. They could lose that game. There are teams out there that could lose. And if the Rams find a way to win against a team, they should be in the Cardinals then they're still in it. They're four and five. It, it doesn't seem as bleak. But if the Rams drop to three and six, I think it's fair to say that their title defense is officially over. So I think it's a major crossroads for the defending champion, Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, and they haven't played well at all this year. At all. No. You know, they've had a couple wins, but, you know, they just haven't. Matthew Stafford, it looks like his elbow may be a little bit more of an issue than people think. You know, it's Maybe the, so. the UCL is not something, especially when he's not an over, you know, overhand thrower like a traditional quarterback. Um, and I know that definition is starting to get muddied with how many angles people throw with now, but mine right. is again, a different angle at this, but it pertains to the season is the Packers. So you look at this, mm-hmm. they've lost five games in a row to a couple of bad teams. Okay. They lost to Washington. They lost to the lions who gave up a million points a game until they pretty much shut Aaron Rodgers down until a garbage touchdown at the end of the game, which kept them in it. But it was still, you know, a garbage touchdown, picked them off three times in the end zone, I think, or at least yeah. two. So the Packers have something that they're going to need to decide. Is Aaron Rodgers worth, like, are you going to bring Aaron Rodgers back next year, number one? It's almost impossible to trade him. Check out Peter Bukowski, Lockdown Packers, does a great job. He's been eviscerating the team that he covers for the last couple of weeks with how they've handled things. But, like, right. when do you start to look at draft picks? When do you start mm-hmm. to not only look at draft picks, but also look to gauge Jordan Love in actual important games and not just games right. when the season's lost or when Aaron Rodgers is hurt, like, they have a they have a pseudo murderer's row the last the next handful of weeks. They play the the uh, pack the Cowboys at home, the Titans at home. Then they go on road to Philly, and then they go on the road to play the Bears. Nobody wants to play the Bears right now. That's not a fun game, even though you know Justin Fields is playing out of his mind. And then they have the Rams at home, 
the Dolphins on the road, the pa- the Vikings at home. Like their next five or six games, yep. like even if they were at full strength, it's like what the hell are we doing here? Romeo Dobbs is going to be out for a handful of weeks. Alan Lazard's yes. never healthy. Randall Cobb's never healthy. Aaron Johnson gets hurt healthy. every game. Yeah, so it's like, do you just throw the third-year rookie in and say, you know what, Aaron, we're going to shut it down. You're going to get paid. We're going to shut it down. We're going to find out for the future what the hell this organization is about. That would be like, that would be not gonna happen, interesting. But, like, why? Then if you lose some games, you get a top-five pick. Yeah. And go get yeah. your receiver for the future. Or go get Will Anderson in the edge rush because Rashawn yep. Gary just got hurt and Preston yep. Smith may not be around for a, a much longer time. You always need more pass rush. So whatever, right. just make the roster better. I think an interesting story that's come out recently, I forget exactly who wrote it or what you know who put the quote out there, but it's basically saying the Packers aren't running Matt LaFleur's offense. They're running Aaron Rodgers' offense. It's all oh. out of shotgun, no under center, play action, all that stuff. And uh, I think it's interesting what's going there. And the Jordan Love move, like you're talking about, may not just be, hey, let's see what he's got, maybe get a better pick, but could be interesting if they start running more of Matt LaFleur's offense. And hey, maybe even if they have a little bit of a spark and then we really get some controversy. I just wanted to throw one bonus one in there, and it's the Broncos against the Titans. The Broncos yeah. had a good win in London. They go on a bye. They go into Tennessee, who's off a primetime grueling game where the defense played 100 snaps. Jeffrey Simmons, their best player, is in a walking boo. I think the Broncos have a great chance to go into Nashville and get a win against the Titans. It would totally change the feeling and totally turn the momentum for the Broncos season and give them kind of a turbo boost to to get back into trying to compete for uh, a playoff spot. If they lose and they go to three and six and it's officially over, I think uh, I don't think it would happen in season, but I think it would kind of cement that uh, Hackett will get fired at the end of the year, and the new ownership will look to, to find somebody new to pirate the ship. So uh, just a little bonus one in there that I think may be under the radar. I think the Broncos have a great chance to win against Tennessee this weekend. But we're going to move forward into the best matchups, the most intriguing matchup for each of us in Week 10. Before we do, want to let you know that today's show is sponsored by Bet Bet BetOnline is the number one source for all your football betting needs This fall and this winter, they have college football, they have NFL, but it's not just football. They have NBA, they have NHL, they'll have soccer, boxing, MMA, they even have esports available. They have live betting, up-to-the-minute scores and updates. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game game starts. starts. Yes. All right. Normally, Tyler would lead this segment in, but I like to set the stage for him because this is his favorite segment every week. Yes. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Football your first listen each and every day. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Tyler Rowland, Locked On Titans. You can check him out Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube for all your Titans news. Same goes for me for all your Arizona Cardinals news. Games we're looking forward to this weekend. And like this is the time of year where it's like moving day at the masters it's saturday morning and it's like Mm -hmm. which teams are going to position themselves who almost have made the cut to position themselves in a situation to make the playoffs win their division 
and things like that. These next four or five games are paramount for that. This is kind of the start. Week 10, we're already halfway through the season. We got an off season in three months. This sucks. Like, I wish we could just start over and have a 27 week. It's crazy how fast it goes. Yeah. So, Tyler, what are a couple games that – let's start with one. What's your most excited, most excitable game this weekend? Well, I think, obviously, the excitement level depends on – well, let me say this. Here's a spicy one for you. Okay. We don't, we don't know if Josh Allen is going to play in this right. game. The Bills at 6-2 and two against the Vikings at 7-1, and one, Minnesota in Buffalo. If Josh Allen doesn't play, it makes the game more exciting. Hear me mm. out. Buffalo, okay. without their superstar quarterback to pilot them. Yeah. Who's the backup? Case Oh, Keenum, that's good. The that's Minnesota good. Miracle, or whatever <laughs> name that they want to give to that in Minnesota. Sorry to you guys. But who caught the pass? Stephon Diggs. Case Keenum, Stephon Diggs, get their revenge against Minnesota together forever. Drop the Vikings to 7-2. Put the Bills at 7-2 without the MVP of the NFL. No Josh Allen makes this game more interesting. Case Keenum revenge game on the way, no matter what happens in that one. That's the most exciting game of the weekend. I love us because I'm going to go to one that doesn't matter at all. It's Jeff Saturday's <laughs> debut. Jeff Saturday oh talking mess okay. about Oakland or about Vegas, going to yeah. Vegas, having a play caller who's never called plays in his entire life. Like, man, what if Indy wins by 30 and Jeff Saturday yep. becomes this like they end up extending him at the end of the year because they want to like this five game run, you know, to potentially position themselves for the playoffs or like something yep. wild like these are things that make the NFL better than anything. Should he have been hired? Of course not. Were there much more qualified people? Absolutely. Across both. Across Reggie both, Wayne. Know? Reggie Wayne is right. on the staff. Right. right. This makes all coaches disdainful, even though that's probably not a mm-hmm. word, about Jeff Saturday. But you can't fault Jeff Saturday. It's like, do you want a job? Sure. Of course I do. Yeah. It's not like, no, yeah. give somebody else the paycheck. It's like, what are we doing here? It was a team where he, where, where he uh, licked his chops, you know, where he, where he got his chops in the NFL. Um, I'm fascinated. I am absolutely fascinated. I will have this on a split screen while the Cardinals are playing because yeah. I want to watch every second of Sam Ellinger and Jeff Saturday. Who would have thought when the season started, that's what would be happening. But Chris Ballard and Jimmy Ursay live in their own reality. And to mm-hmm. them, they think that Jeff Saturday is going to be the coach for a long time. Just uh, paraphrasing. So, and that probably just makes your heart melt because you're so happy to see Indian indie burning, you know, like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. Uh, I it's just happy. one of those things. Yeah. Well, but, uh, but know, so all joking aside, things. like one that's of, of actual consequence for this season. I mean, you can't help but have popcorn ready for San Francisco and, and the chargers. Cause that's the chargers, my, yeah. Yeah. Yes, well, obviously let's I mean, talk we're both about that game. Agree. We, we yeah, got to talk about five it. and you know, three like, chargers, four and four, 49ers. What just super healthy. Yeah. 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 The last few weeks, though, they're killing Herbert. It's, I saw his, his yards per pass has gone down to like 5.3 over the last month or so. He doesn't have any protection up front. He's losing his weapons outside. Can the beleaguered? Everybody wants to crap on Brandon Staley. That seems like a new thing, and I get it. You know, he's been up and down. But they're 5-3, and three, and they've been one of the more injured teams in the NFL. So if they could do it against San Francisco, a team that everybody likes, perception is reality. If they could do it against San Francisco in prime time, I think the narrative on Staley 
kind of flips overnight and everybody goes back to loving him again. Well, and this is like what I talked about last year with Lamar Jackson, where it mm-hmm. was like they didn't win as many games last year, you know, but everybody was hurt. Yeah. And he played incredibly well until they got hurt. I thought it was his best season as a quarterback so far. That's kind of what I'm feeling about Justin Herbert. Like they haven't been healthy at all. They haven't been healthy at all. So like their top two receivers are out, as you mentioned, like DeAndre Carter and Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer's got a case of the dropsies. Like you see yeah. the wide receiver. A lot of pressure on him. Wide receiver one. Gerald Everett mm-hmm. hasn't really emerged as a guy because he's a season vet. He's put up numbers yeah. before. Never really got it from him. Austin Eckler obviously has been all world, like as you mentioned, but like, if Justin Herbert can win this game without his number one and number two receiver, this will be maybe the most impressive win that he's had. I don't care about last second things. I don't care about, you know, Anthony Lynn when he was there. Like, they got so close so many times and should have won so many games. Like, this would be a a signature victory for a young quarterback without two of his top weapons against one of the best defenses the NFL has this year. And because of that, this is popcorn ready. Yes. Maybe two popcorns ready to watch this game. So uh, those are ours. Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowan, Locked on NFL Thursday. Thank you again for making Locked on NFL Thursday or Locked on NFL as a whole your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Now make Locked on Sports Today your second listen. The best stories, okay, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Alex Alex Lancey, Tyler Rowan, Locked on NFL Thursday. We will talk to you a week from today. Bye.